0: In today's show, we're going to look at all of the injury news across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to go into all 30 teams, absences for COVID, um, injuries, injuries, returns options to replace it's probably going to be a long show because let's be fair every team has a bunch of blokes out except for you utah who are missing uh missing one rotation player that is it all right let's talk about those teams now and we start with the atlanta hawks who have been absolutely i won't say decimated because that's a word that everybody uses and uses incorrectly even though the meaning of the word decimated has been changed in the dictionary to um catch up with everyone misusing it anyway so according to the fake definition, they've been decimated. According to the real definition of decimated, they haven't been. They've been just absolutely wrecked by losing a bunch of blokes due to COVID. They've still got DeAndre Hunter out with his wrist surgery. And we're probably looking at another week or so for Hunter to return. He's not a 12-team stash. And now they've got a bunch of blokes in the COVID protocols. Kevin Herter, Danilo Gallinari, Lou Williams, and Timotei Lawawu-Cabro are all a chance to return for their game on Wednesday. But the guys who I expect to be out, John Collins, Nyeka Kongwu, DeLon Wright, Gorgi Jeng, Jalen Johnson, Sharif Cooper, Weza Wundu, and Malik Allison. I expect all those guys to be out for one to two more games. So with this new shortening of the COVID protocols, we're not expecting huge absences for these players. So you know, Collins might end up missing three games. But we could also get yeah, Kevin Herter's been out since the seventeenth of February uh, February. Jesus Christ. That's a long time. Seventeenth of December. Like he should be he should be ready to return on Wednesday. Same as Galinari. Same as Lou Williams and Lawawi Cabro who have already missed four games. So these guys should be returning for the game on Wednesday against the Bulls. With Herder, Gallinari, Williams, Loawoo Cabro returning. Um it does, It, it well, and Bogdanovich now going out. It means Herder maintains value. It means Gallinari's got a chance to start with John Collins out. He could start at the four there pretty easily. And Lou slides into the backup point guard role, so there's some deeper league value there. The Hawks also just signed Justin Tillman, Cameron Oliver. I like Cameron Oliver. And Chris Clemens. 2 ten-day contracts. These ten-day. They've also got Chandi Brown, who started last game. Cat Barber, Malcolm Hill, Lance Stevenson. Actually, that Stevenson contract must be getting pretty close to expiring, and he won't be retained. I'm almost certain there. So I don't think we need to get. Um, yeah, two. We're worked up about most of those guys, but a lot of them. Uh, a lot of them will be. Um, yeah, expiring. It is hard to keep up with who's in and who's out in terms of COVID uh, or COVID replacement contracts and who's going to um, play and all that sort of stuff. In general, these guys have very little value in majority of fantasy leagues. And I think you would have seen that uh, over this recent time frame. The Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart is out with a cut. Oh, sorry, he's not out. He missed the last game with a cut on his hand. He should be returning on Wednesday against the Clippers. And then everyone else that's out for them is COVID related. Although, I do expect that Josh Richardson, who's been out since the 18th of December, will be available to return on Wednesday. So Richardson should be returning. Tatum, Schroeder, Neesmith, Freedom, Fernando, and CJ Miles. All of those guys, I would expect um, to be missing at least the next two games, maybe returning for the Sunday game would be my guess. They have also signed CJ Miles, who's out with COVID, Norval Pal, Joe Johnson, and El Farouk Of course, absolutely no fantasy value in those guys. Miles um, and Johnson played two minutes in a blowout, and that is the only minutes that those replacement guys have played. So they come in, they make up the numbers, and, and they don't play, which is the case, again, for the vast majority, vast majority of these replacement players. Onto the Brooklyn Nets. We know that they've been hit hard with COVID, but it is starting to come together for them now. Joe Harris is still probably a couple of weeks away. Three weeks would be my guess for Joe Harris returning from the ankle surgery. And then there's a bunch of COVID situations. Both Kevin Durant and LaMarcus Aldridge are questionable for their game on Thursday. That's great news. I expect De'Ron Sharp should be available for that one as well. And then they've got um, Kyrie Irving who has cleared protocols. But they don't play a road game until the 5th of January against the Pacers. And obviously, Irving cannot play in the uh, cannot play in the home game. So he will be on track, you would assume, to potentially return in that game uh, on the 5th of January. And then they play on the 5th, and then they, they play another road game on the 12th of January. So he's got two games coming up there. Uh, not a lot else after that, though. Um, well, for for a couple of games after that, then he does have a string of road games. They've got a four game um, four game road streak after after that. So it's going to be absolutely rocky with Kyrie returning. We've seen that. Um, yeah, well, we 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 know that. I, I guess is a better way of phrasing it, just because of the uh, the ins and outs that are going to have to happen with the lineup. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's where Kyrie is sitting. The other guys who are out. Cam Thomas, Kessler Edwards, David Duke. What should I change? He's the one who sucks. Um, those guys are all still in the COVID protocols. But of course, with Durant and Aldridge returning, these guys are just not going to have that value they had before. When, when we get Harris back, that's going to have a real impact on Mills. Um, Aldridge might have an impact on Claxton, but definitely on Griffin uh, and James Johnson as well. And this rotation will, will start to shake out a little bit more accurately in the coming days, but they are getting healthy, which is great for the Brooklyn Nets. Let's look at the Charlotte Hornets. Not much happening there, which is always great news. Now they will say that in that they've lost two power forwards in Miles Bridges and PJ Washington. They are both in the COVID protocols, but there's no injuries on this team. Scotty Lewis is also in the COVID protocols. With Washington and Bridges out, Jalen McDaniels is stepping up and Kelly Oubre gets a boost in value as does Mason Plumlee. So Plumlee, Ubre, McDaniels, and even Cody Martin can be 12-team guys. But these guys might be back as early as Monday and then that value disappears. So we're seeing a really short-term value for so many of these players. But if you want long-term value by finding subscriptions that you've signed up to and forgotten about, or free trials that have just extended and you haven't worried to check on them, Trubill is the answer. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago Bulls. They got a couple of injuries. Alex Caruso out with his foot sprain issue. Um, still got about a week or so, I, I would expect, with Caruso. To be out, you know, maybe targeting the I mean, the, or the Bulls actually have a shocking schedule next week. They play Monday, and then they don't play again until Friday. So I think Caruso maybe that Friday, the 7th of January, is a good target date for him. Derek Jones Jr. Has missed the last three with a hamstring injury. We don't know whether he'll be available Wednesday. They gave us no idea of the severity. Yeah, you know, hamstring should be two to three week minimum, but the NBA doesn't care about that shit. So he could be back at any point. He's only obviously a deep league guy. With Caruso out, it is helping the value of Kobe White. And that's also due to the fact that Lonzo Ball is in COVID protocols, along with Tony Bradley and Alfonso McKinney. I'm expecting Ball could return on the weekend in the Saturday game, if not the Monday game on the 3rd of January. And that would eliminate any value of White and reduce the value of DeSumno in those uh, deeper formats. For the Cavs. Good news for the Cavs outside of Colin Sexton, who we know is out for the season. They don't have any actual injuries, but they've got a bunch of COVID absences. Let's start with the positive news. It looks like both Evan Mobley and Isaac Okoro will return for today's game. That is huge, huge news. And I would expect Jarrett Allen is back on Thursday, along with Lamar Stevens, Dylan Windler, and Ed Davis. I think they can all come back Thursday, if not Thursday, on the Friday. But it's just huge to have Mobley back. On the negative side... Darius Garland entered protocols today. So that is not ideal. So Garland's going to miss the rest of this week. And then maybe we get him back for the Tuesday game next week on the 4th against Memphis. With Garland out, obviously, if Ricky Rubio is available in your league, he's a clear must-roster player. They'll just start Rubio and then Okoro if he's back. Otherwise, it'll be someone like Denzel the Hammer-Valentine who can step into a role there, um, especially if one of those guys is out. Um, Their point guard situation is pretty rough after Rubio, like back, especially with no Chetty Osman, who's in the COVID protocols too. They they recently signed Malik Newman. He's more of a two. There's Justin Anderson, who's more of a three. Kevin Pangos is going to have to play minutes here. And that can be at least a deeper league guy. Pangos played some okay minutes. There is something there for him in the deeper formats with Garland out. But it's just good to... With Mobley back, that eliminates most of Dean Wade's value. But of course, Jarrett Allen's still out. I think they just start Mobley at center. Marketing at the three and Wade maybe at the four, but it just it reduces his upside somewhat there. And then of course, you know, your Taco Fall and Luke Cornett minutes are gonna go in the bin where they belong. On to the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic is dealing with this ankle sprain. He has also entered COVID protocols, though. So I think that Luka might only miss one more game on Wednesday and could return for the Friday game against the Kings, maybe the Sunday game against the Thunder. Willie Cauley-Stein also still remains out with a personal issue. At this point, just don't expect Willie Cauley-Stein to play. I don't see how you can expect him to play, given the absences and how long it's been. We hope everything's okay. And then for COVID, it's Tim Hardaway, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleber, Trey Burke, and Ja'Cory McLaughlin. Um, I think Hardaway, Bullock, and Kleber are all massive chances to be ready to go for Wednesday. I think they'll play on Wednesday. Trey Burke still out as well. Um, Burke, I think, will miss the Wednesday game. And then by then, Doncic should be back and he won't be a rotation player anyway, say with McLaughlin, who will be likely back for that Friday game, I would expect. But with Hardaway, Bullock, Kleber all returning, it reduces the value of Nilakina. It reduces the value of Josh Green, who flashed some really good stuff last game. Um, And it will dip Brunson eventually too. But I think they're going to get a bunch of players back for Wednesday. If not Wednesday, it will be on Friday that those players return. Denver Nugget's pretty clear in terms of COVID. It's just the other injuries that are killing them. Aaron Gordon is dealing with a hamstring issue. He's missed... Um, the last two games, he's listed questionable for Tuesday's action. While Monty Morris has also popped up on the injury report as questionable with knee soreness. Now with Gordon out, they were starting Vlatko Chanchar in one of those games and then they started Austin Rivers. Now Chanchar is also dealing with an illness. So I imagine that Rivers gets the run there. He can be a deeper league stream and then Farku gets a little bit of a bump in his value, although he only played 17 minutes last game. And deeper leagues will want to pay attention to Davon Reed, who's closed games for this team over Jeff Green. So just keep an eye on him. Uh, Marcus Howard's out for you know, months with this knee injury. Jamal Murray, I don't expect him back any time to contribute for fantasy. And Bowl is the only player in the COVID protocols for the Nuggets, but he's not even going to play, even when he is healthy. On to the Detroit Pistons, of course, a lot of injuries happening there. We haven't got an update on Kali And this is six weeks now. This is what the original time frame was. And this is when people always will say, yeah, a time frame will come out. Oh, he's out at least six weeks. He'll be reevaluated in four weeks. So when I go to set injuries, like, okay, he'll be out at least four weeks. Therefore, he's back in 67. Because almost indefinitely, we don't get that update on time. Or if we do, the update doesn't say, oh yeah, guys, by the way, he's actually ready to go. He'll play tomorrow. So whenever a knee injury, especially in the injury timetable comes out, if they say six weeks, make it eight that 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 is my rule of thumb yes it won't work every time right but the vast majority of times this is what will occur so alinic maybe he's coming back we're supposed to get an update this week but we don't know we don't know when he's coming back so i would rule him out for the rest of this week and probably next week would be my guess can we just have not heard a single thing about when he is returning now when he does return with the absence of uh, jeremy grant there's a lot of value there for him, and he should be added, but we just don't know when he's going to be back. As I said, Jeremy Grant's probably going to miss most of January with that thumb issue. And Isaiah Liver still coming back from that foot issue. In terms of COVID, bunch of blokes there. Cade Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes, Saban Lee, Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles, Josh Jackson, and Scooter Magruder. I think that Cunningham, Stewart, Hayes, Lee will all be back for the game on Saturday, would be my guess. That they could play on Wednesday, but I think they all return Saturday. I think you're looking at a two-game absence for Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson, but everyone else should be on track to return for the Saturday game. With all these players out, Diallo, Frank Jackson, Sadiq Bey, even Luca Gaza is having some stream value, but it's going to be for one game. It's going to be on the Wednesday, which is a relatively high-volume day, so whether you're streaming those guys in or not remains to be seen. The Golden State Warriors. Clay Thompson still out with the Achilles injury. We are looking at a return for him at some point in January, and then he'll be on limited minutes with back-to-backs, absences. I honestly, again, I don't see him as a a solid fantasy option this year. Or James Wiseman. Who bloody knows, man? Like, maybe January? Maybe. Like, we'll talk about this again. Like, injury timetables are bullshit so often. not saying that teams deliberately lie. In some cases, they do. But often just stuff happens and it just takes longer for these guys to get back. Wiseman was thinking, oh, maybe start of the season he's ready. No, like September. Oh, he's going to do some work. Okay, cool. We are now going to be in January and he's not going to have played and he's not returning anytime soon. Do not bother holding on to James Wiseman. Andre Iguodala missed a few games here and there with this knee soreness. Um, His absence does help guys like Otto Porter and Juan Toscano Anderson quite a bit. They are going to get Andrew Wiggins back today from COVID protocols, which is great. And Jordan Poole will likely return for Thursday's game. He has cleared the protocols. He's just getting his conditioning up. So he should be back for Thursday's game. Draymond's probably got three more games out. Damian Lee probably got another one game out. He might be returning Thursday along with Poole. And then you've got Moses Moody. When you look at Moody 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 Moody. Musi Muzy Modi is out for you know, the next couple of games. With Draymond out, you're really getting that boost for Otto Porter and a little bit for Juan Toscano-Anderson. With Jordan Poole, it's really the doctor Gary Payton who's getting the majority of that bump there. But I've got to tell you that with this holiday season, bet online. As you covered, more props, more lines, more contests than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowls right through to the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the fantastic offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. How was your Christmas? Did you get your built bars? I hope you did, because it is now the New Year. So that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you are stacking up on built bars. Forget Christmas, that's in the past. We're talking about getting lean, mean, and getting into shape. And that is built bar. Because you know why built bar makes it so much easier to. Um, Get into shape because you're not you know doing this stuff and then go oh I've got to take this protein bar and it tastes like crap like they taste great they taste like a candy bar unbelievable flavors with Built Bar just great stuff so they are covered in 100% real chocolate and most of the bars are just 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein so for the new year get yourself some boxes of Built Bar get fit and do it while tasting things that are absolutely delicious so go to built.com use the code. LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, at built.com. Built Bar is built different. All right, so let's look at the Houston Rockets. Some good news for them. that We're going to get both Jalen Green and cousin Kevin Porter returning to action today. Uh, Green obviously returned for that one game. Porter's been out for a while with that thigh bruise, but they're both going to play, so... Can Green continue the good form? How are they going to work together? That's going to be the interesting question. And now they have recently been hit with a bunch of COVID absences. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. He's back up, KJ Martin. Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews, and DJ Augustin. I think you can drop uh, Gary Matthews pretty easily. I think Tate is a droppable player, to be honest, now that he's going to be out for this week and his production's been waning, and Green and Porter are both back I'm not sure that—you don't have to drop him. I'm just not sure that he's going to be a must-hold player. But with both of those guys out, there's not really any fours on this team. So maybe David Nawab is going to have to get a couple of spot starts. And that can be at least like a 14-16 to 16 team league streaming situation. But with Porter and Greenback, you know, the starts that Armani Brooks was getting and Josh Christopher were getting, it's not likely to happen. Um, not likely. well, they're not likely to continue to have that sort of value with those players returning. But yeah, I do think that you know, Matthews is a clear drop now, and I think Tate gets into drop consideration as well. The Indiana Pacers. COVID-wise, they're good. But still some other injuries. Malcolm Brogdon has missed three of the last four games with his sore Achilles. We do not know if he'll play on Wednesday. They actually waived Brad Wanamaker, who was getting playing time with Brogdon out, and they signed Kiefer Sykes into that role. Um, but it's Karis LeVert who's getting the real bump there, and Chris gets a bump in value too, and Jeremy Lamb also dealing with wrist soreness he missed last game. No real update on TJ Warren. We're expecting him back in January, but who knows? And when he is back, again, it would be really hard restrictions, I would guess, and back-to-backs being sat. I don't think he's going to be worth having. Again, when we're dealing with situations where players are in and out so often, and you've got a bloke who's playing 20 minutes, two games a week, is it going to be worth it like, to deal with that bullshit? I really, really doubt it. At some point, sure, March maybe, but dealing through the, the negative issues of him returning, it's probably going to put you in a position where it's not actually worth having him, and when those big, big-ish games come, you're not going to be playing for anything that means anything in a fantasy basketball situation. Let's look at the LA Clippers now. Nico Batum is dealing with an ankle problem um, there's an opportunity for him, obviously, with Paul George out, but he can't really take it. I don't think... Now, with most of these Clippers guys, I don't think that they are must-roster players. I think Marcus Morris is, but Batum, um, Terrence Mann, Luke Canard, I think they're just fringe 12-team guys that you take flyers on and you see where it goes. I mentioned already Paul George is out with that torn UCL. There's some fear that he's out for the season. They said reevaluated in three to four weeks. Again, that does not mean returning in three to four weeks. To me, this is like he won't be back until February. I can't really see him playing in January here. there's Isaiah Hartenstein, which we know he's got an ankle injury. We don't know how long he'll be out. He's missed four games. I think he maybe misses the rest of this week. I think Hartenstein is a 12-team league player. But again, we don't have an idea of when he's returning. And his value is can be capped by the minutes they place on him. So if you do need to move on, move on. And when you hear an updated timetable that he's returning, then grab him and we'll see where it goes. Kawhi Leonard still out with an ACL. Don't hold out hope, please. If he is burning one of your roster uh, injured reserve slots, just move on. Like I know he, he might play this season. It's not going to be worth it. Jason Preston, no need there. Well, then Reggie Jackson, Jay Scrub, and Moses Wright in the COVID protocols. Jackson will be a good option when um, when he returns. He'll be a good twelve-team league guy. But in the meantime, we're looking at Eric Bledsoe as that really solid option for teams. For the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron has the fake injury designation. Now, I don't know why the Lakers do this. Do they think they're being funny? Do they think they're being smart? They do it every time. Oh, you want us to put in an injury put, We're going to make everything as ticky, tack as possible, and as absolutely pedantic. Like, all right, dickheads. LeBron's going to be probable every single game with his rectus abdominis. Like, shut up. Like, just put the blokes in for their right their right designations. Figure out how to work out your front office and whatever coaching's going on on that team before dicking around with an injury report. Anyway, LeBron is officially probable. Cool. There's zero chance he's missing a game after he's listed probable. Anthony Davis is dealing with that MCL injury. They were like, you know, that's four weeks, bullshit. There's no way it's four weeks. Maybe I'm wrong. Could be wrong. I'll admit it if I'm wrong, but I doubt it. With him out, yeah, you got guys like Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Taylor Horton Tucker. None of them are must-roster players. You can just stream them and add them and see how it fits your team in particular. Wayne Ellington's out with an illness. And Kendrick Nunn, is this dude even a, a real person at this stage? He's not the highest on the is this dude a real person list, but he is on that list with this injury that I don't actually know what it is. Oh, sore knee, I guess, sort of a sore knee. Uh, maybe it's sore. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the injury is. They won't tell us. Um, he's just got a knee problem. Not going to be a 12 or 14 team league guy anyway. And then in the COVID protocols, Trevor Ariza, Austin Reeves, Kent Bazemore, Rajon Rondo. They bloody need Austin Reeves back. Yeah, He is a really impactful player for them. And they obviously need Trevor Ariza back. I think that Ariza and Reeves and Bazemore will likely be back for them. Uh, maybe the Wednesday game, but almost definitely the Friday game would be my expectation for those players. For the Grizzlies, Zaire Williams is out with an ankle slash COVID. He's been out for a while. I don't think he should even play at all. I think Conchar should get those rotation minutes when they're healthy. Santi Aldama's out with a calf, or he's sorry, questionable with a calf, and Sam Merrill with that ankle. And then in the COVID protocols is where it's really happening. Dylan Brooks, D'Anthony Melton, Jarrett Culver, and Eve Pons. Um, Brooks and Melton are the big ones there. Melton, I don't I drop him in 12-team leagues, and this is really elevating the value of Bain and Morant, who are taking every shot available with Brooks and Melton both sidelined. Um, yeah, Concha becomes a 12-team stream with those guys out. I would probably hold on to Brooks, personally. Um, I wouldn't with Melton, though, um, and that's nothing not to do with how I value them as players, quite obviously. On to the Miami Heat. Not much happening with them with COVID, outside of Kyle Lowry. And with Kyle Lowry, yeah, gave Vincent a solid ad. PJ Tucker has missed the last three with something called lower leg nerve inflammation, which sounds shocking. I, I, don't, I don't know what actually is going on with PJ Tucker and his leg. He's not a 12 or probably even a 14-team league guy. And then they're still without Bam, uh, Victor Oladipo, Markeith Morris, and Dwayne Dedman. Yeah, throw Victor Oladipo into the, the Clay Thompson, TJ Warren, Kawhi Leonard mix. I, I don't think there's any point in stashing him. Um, he will have some stretches of being okay, but let's be honest, he was shit house last year when he played. And now he's got to come back after being out for this long and try and figure a way to get 30 minutes in this rotation. I just don't see how it's going to happen. So he remains out. The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman, is out with his knee injury for a few weeks. He's a clear drop, while Omer Seven is a clear add with both um, Dedman and Adebayo sidelined. And as I said, Kyle Lowry in the COVID protocols. The Milwaukee Bucks, no COVID. All they have is Brook Lopez out for back surgery. There is some thought, according to Zach Lowe, that... Brook might return this season. That doesn't mean you need to hold him in fantasy. You drop him, you have Bobby Portis, and you drop DeMarcus Cousins. That is it, and that is great. Now, on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yesterday in the recap show, I told you that the Wolves were listing every single one of their players as available. Interesting stuff. That was obviously fake in the end, but these guys aren't that far away from returning. Anthony Edwards, Patrick Beverley, Naz Reid, and Torian Prince, at the time of me recording this, are listed as questionable for Tuesday's game. I don't know whether they're going to play or not. Towns, Russell, and Vanderbilt are still out. I expect Vanderbilt will return on Friday's game, and Towns and Russell could be back really soon as well. With with these guys returning, like Edwards, Beverly, Reed, Prince, like the value we got from someone like a, a Nathan Knight, Jalen Noel, Malik Beasley, it is going to drop off. Even Jaden McDaniels, although his value will sustain a bit with Towns and Vanderbilt still out for today's game. But by Friday, and at the very worst, Sunday, you're going to have all these players back. And that stream value you got from McDaniels and from Beasley and from Reed and then from Knight is going to evaporate. So they are really, really just short-term options. Also, shout-out to McKinley Wright IV who's out in the COVID protocols. The New Orleans Pelicans. Brandon Ingram dealing with this Achilles issue. He's officially listed as doubtful for today's game after leaving last game early. Um, that's not great. Pretty obviously, we can't do much about it because they're not telling us if there's anything significant there, but it's not great that he's going to miss some time. While Valanciunas is likely to return. Jonas Vasu Inuansas. And just to add to the mess, Joshi Hart popped up on the injury report as questionable with an ankle problem. Now, if Hart does happen to miss with Nikhil Alexander-Walker out, then they are going to have to, well, they're already going to have to play Garrett Temple a lot of minutes, which is pretty disgusting, but they're going to have to then give those minutes to Trey Murphy. Maybe they just go completely insane and play Thomas Sadoransky. We'll see. Um, Temple maybe is a streamer with Ingram out. But if Hart is out, then Temple does get that value, even though it makes no sense to play him. They also have Didi Luzada suspended. And of course, Zion is out. I wouldn't be stashing Zion. You've got to move on. There's too many injuries. And I don't know when he's playing, if he's playing. More to the point. In the COVID protocols, it's Alexander Walker, Najee Marshall, and Jose Alvarado. Alexander Walker, I don't believe, is a 12-team league player. Um, So if you want to drop, you drop. The New York Knicks. Derek Rose, we spoke about this when we heard about the news last week. He's out without ankle surgery, pretty clear drop, Well, Kemba Walker has taken back over the starting point guard job. Um, we've got Kevin Knox and Emmanuel quickly off the injury report for COVID, so they could return on Tuesday. I think quickly is an interesting ad, especially for the Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back to see how they use him. Newland's Noel is still out in COVID protocols, but he could be back Wednesday, if not Friday. And Juice McBride also returns for the Knicks in Tuesday's action they got Daniel House Jr. also sidelined due to that um, finger issue and Jericho Sims in the COVID protocols also. We're seeing so many of these COVID things start to resolve at the moment, which is great. for the Thunder, though, they are one of the teams that aren't resolving because they just got hit today with a bunch of absences. Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, Trey Mann, Derek Favors, and Alexey Pokyashevsky. So we're going to get increased minutes for Aaron Wiggins, Ty Jerome, uh, Teo Maladon, Theo Maladon, Um, The Moose, Mike Muscala, with Robinson Earl, Baisley in favours out, Muscala and Roby are going to have to play good minutes. Whether they give more minutes to Muscala or to Roby, I don't know, but Roby is the guy to stream in there. And in deeper leagues, we look at um, Muscala as an option. Uh, Gabriel Deck's going to play. I could barely recognise my own dick. There he is. I think Jerome can be at least a 12-team streamer um, with these players out. And obviously it increases the value of Dort and Gildas Alexander. And the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams, who might be able to sneak in some 12-team value. The uh, Orlando Magic, last week when I did this, I needed two slides to talk about all the injuries. We're down to one, so I guess that's a good thing. Cole Anthony's still dealing with this ankle problem. Came back, played 37 minutes, and he's out again. So he he came back Thursday, missed Sunday, and he's going to miss Tuesday's game. We hope it's nothing too serious, but this is obviously not great. He's played one game since the 15th of December, and that was that 37-minute game against the Pelicans. So it's going to end up being like a two-week absence here for Anthony with that ankle. With him out, it's really boosting the value of Gary Harris. RJ Hampton's getting a boost in that scenario as well. And blokes like um, Hassani Gravett coming off the bench, and Tim Frazier for very, very deep leagues. Jalen Suggs is still probably two, three weeks away from his thumb injury, and I have no idea. Markel Fultz. He, he tore his ACL in January, so we're getting really close to 12 months. We thought maybe he'd be back before Christmas. Obviously not. Again, low minutes, guys in front of him, back-to-backs. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. And I'm sorry. I, I know that your yeah, players' health is important, but kids, cover your ears. What in the fucking world is going on with fucking Jonathan Isaac? He tore his ACL in August 2020. August, this is 17 months, we don't even get an update, When's he, is he coming back at all, what is going on with this bloke, how is this injury taking this long, and how are we not hearing a single thing about any close anything about his return, why is this taking so long, did they screw up the surgery, they must have screwed up the surgery, something has gone wrong, there is no ACL injury in the world that takes 17 months to return from, none, this is ludicrous, I think it's safe to say that you don't bother holding onto Jonathan Isaac in fantasy this year. But this is... It's actually ridiculous. Michael Carter-Williams has some sort of foot injury as well. Cool. Etuan Moore's played like two seconds this year with a knee injury. He's just never going to play again. He's on the old Abdul Nader path of like, oh yeah, your knee's sore, so he just rule you out every single game. All right, cool. And then for COVID, it's Mo Bumba, Terrence Ross, Chumura Kiki, and Michael Mulder. I think that Bamba... And Ross will be back for Thursday's game. Um, Akiki's probably two more away from returning. Mo Wagner and Iggy Brazdakis do return to action for Tuesday. So that's great news there. While Michael Mulder, probably a couple more away. For the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, of course, Ben Simmons remains out he won't play for the Sixers again. You'd have to assume there's no chance that's happening. And then in COVID protocols, Dan Green, Shake Milton, and Andre Drummond. This is boosting the value of Matisse Thybulle. Not that he's really taking advantage of it, but the minutes are up for Thybulle, so he can be a streamer there. Um, with Drummond out, it's you'd hope that Goldfinger Charlie Bassie would get more minutes. Unfortunately, he hasn't got quite as many as we hope, but he is still at least like a 20-team streamer. And then with Shake out, it's Isaiah Joe, Furkan Korkmaz, who are getting the benefit there. Even Meth Curry, Tyler Johnson, who was signed on this team. Uh, getting some extra value. For the Suns, Frank Latankaminski, he's out for a while with a knee injury, and Abdul Nado with that knee injury. Just don't expect him to ever return. And Ishmael Wainwright missed last game with a back injury. Now, there was an opportunity for Wainwright to play some minutes last game with Jay Crowder out, but he was obviously not able to take advantage of that. Because both Aiton and Crowder are in the COVID protocols, I would expect them back for Sunday, maybe if not Sunday, Tuesday next week against the Pelicans. With Aiton out, we're looking at McGee. With Crowder out, we're looking at Cam Johnson. They're the easiest just one-for-one switches. they are. 12-team league guys, Johnson and McGee, while those players remain on the sidelines. For the Portland Trailblazers... My prediction of CJ McCollum not returning until January looks like it's going to be on the nose. Not on the nose, on the mark. Um, we don't. He's you know, getting back from his pneumothorax, but probably at least another week away. Maybe end of next week for CJ to return from that injury. And then in the COVID protocols, it's Bob Covington, Yusuf Nurkic, Ben Mclemore, Cody Zeller, Dennis Smith, Trenton Watford, and Caljan Blevins. With Nurkic out, you've got boosted value. Nurkic and Covington out, you've got boosted value for Nance and for Nassir Little, who are both 12 team league guys at the moment. Simons is just a streamer. He's two all over the shop. But I expect these guys to be back probably for Monday's game next week Covington, Nurkic, McLemore. Um, Zala maybe Knox is dealing with a patella fracture also. Um, but Smith should return then as well. But with Nurkic and Covington, they're the two big ones. And then that will probably mean that Nance and Little do become uh, droppable blokes like they were beforehand. For the Kings, they had a huge COVID outbreak and they're getting to the tail end of it now because there's only three players that are out at the moment. Davion Mitchell will miss Tuesday's game and could return Wednesday. Alex Len is out of COVID protocols, but he's doubtful for Tuesday due to conditioning. And Nemius Cater is probably going to be out until next week, but now with everyone back, he's not going to play regardless. With Mitchell out, it does boost the value of Terrence Davis and maybe even a Mo Harkless. And with Len out, it means Tristan Thompson gets those backup minutes or Damian Jones behind Rishawn Holmes. Um, when Len comes back, there's no guarantee he's even a part of the rotation. So it's just good that they've been able to clear up most of their issues. The Spurs have Zach Collins out. He's not going to play any meaningful role this year. And then also DeJounte Murray is dealing with the COVID absence. We've seen him. They've been starting Kade Bates-Diop. I don't think they will continue to start Kater Bates-Diop. It was a shit decision and it didn't work last game. The guys that you want there are Vassal or Lonnie Walker to stream in in DeJounte's place, and obviously, it's boosting the value of maximum Derek White. The Raptors have been hit really hard, quite obviously, um, but it is starting to come to, you know, come into a better place. Goran Dragic still remains out with a personal issue. I really doubt he plays for Toronto ever again, and David Johnson's dealing with a calf injury. While in terms of COVID absences, we know that they will missing everybody, but Gary Trent and Pascal Siakam are likely to return in Tuesday's game. The big tree, Kem Birch, and the big sneeze, Precious Achua, they're both questionable for Tuesday, as is Malachi Flynn. So we could be getting a bunch of blokes back. So if Siakam, Birch, and Achua all play, yeah, yuta Watanabe, Chris Boucher, I'll see us later. Like, you're not going to have that 12-team value. DJ Wilson, who put up a good game, I'll see you later. Nick Stauskas, Brandon Goodwin, Tremont Waters, Daniel Aturo. Like, these guys who played roles, like, they're not going to have roles. Van Vliet, Ananobi, and Barnes are still out. They, are, I would think the Sunday is a good target for them. Maybe they return Friday against the Clippers, but I think Sunday against the Knicks is when they, when you should be targeting them. Same with Isaac Bonga and Justin Champagne. That's probably when they return. But with Barnes, Van Vliet, and Ananobi out, it does help. Maybe it helps Banton. Maybe it does get a little bit of more value there for Waters just in terms of ball handling. But Trent, Siakam, Birch, and Achua, and even Flynn could all return for today's game, which is a huge positive. The Jazz, they just, yeah, they're just fine somehow. Don't know how. He's gone. He's good. Apart from the fact that Donovan Mitchell's dealing with a back injury, that's never a good thing. He missed yesterday's game, and he's going to miss Wednesday's game. Um, Maybe he returns Friday with him out. Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson become 12-team league guys. And then Malik Fitz and uh, Yudoka Azabuke are out. Fitz with a shoulder problem, Azabuke with an ankle problem. They're not players who are going to play anyway. And then lastly, onto the Washington Wizards. No real update on Thomas Bryant, who will return at some point in January. Again, I don't think that he's going to be coming in and playing 28 minutes a night, so I wouldn't be stashing him. COVID, Bradley Beal, he's missed two games. He's actually questionable for Tuesday, so it's a big news there. Contavious Kowal-Pope is still out. And then the, the mystery man himself, Rui Hachimura, has now entered the COVID protocols after being out since September with personal issues. He has now entered the COVID protocol. So we're going to have to wait until January uh, until Rui returns to action. Maybe it's like the Monday or the Wednesday of next week until Rui is back. The table Montrezl Harrell also entered the protocols, as did Neto and Aaron Holiday. So if Beale is out, KCP is out, Neto is out, Holiday is out, there are a lot of minutes for guards there. Yeah, Dinwiddie is going to have to play a lot, but you're going to get Corey Kispert playing a ton. You're probably going to get someone like Jordan Shackle, or they signed a bloke by the name of Craig Sword. Craig Sword, what a name that is. Um, Jordan Goodwin, Joel Ayayi. These are guys that might have to play. Like if we're, we're down at Dinwiddie and then it's Dinwiddie and Kispert and I don't know what else. Avdi is going to get a bump. Kuzma is going to get a bump with these players out. But your guard rotation is really looking pretty shit out um, for this team with all those guys out. And that is the end of another marathon injury update show. Whew. All right, please. If you are watching on YouTube, give it a thumbs up down below. Um, leave a comment like it, subscribe it. And if you're on audio, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, subscribe. And I believe on Spotify now you can do five-star reviews. So if you can do that, that'd be sick. Uh, and Don't forget to check out the Locked On Bets podcast, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.